Good morning. I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking in the beautiful blast KLGO, the word studios. That's 1490 AM True Talk Radio, reminding you that we're streaming live at KLGO. And you can also catch up with us at lovetalknetwork.com for the latest audio and current blogs. And in the studio with me are two fabulous love ladies here we have the founding love ladies we now have three generations of love ladies i still sit on the cusp because i think i'm the cranky oh lady. come on but anyway, so don't let her get away with it so evelyn davis is founding a love lady of course is the publisher and editor of good news journal and capital of texas national day of prayer and honorary uh america's honorary prayer coordinator and also sitting in another one of the chairs with us is Kathy Endebrock, and Kathy is the founder of Let's Pray Today Ministries and also works with NDP in Georgetown. Good morning, ladies. Good, Good morning. Good morning, Miss Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make sure we get this nice and formal. You know we come in here every Saturday with our white gloves. And June Cleaver's pearls on. Of course, looking perfect. (laughs) That's you know the beauty of radio is is it's so anonymous. If we if you can get your body here, you know, then the rest of you who who knows. The only thing that is not anonymous, Cindy, is our voice. And I cannot tell you how many times I go somewhere and uh, maybe be in line at the grocery store or at. one of the department stores or something, and people would say, I know that voice. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, we've done, do you know that in just a few weeks we'll begin, we will finish up our 28th year of Love Talk in this city, Cindy. Mm, and wow. so you and I are known by our voices. And But the thing oh. that's so exciting about that is we are the voice of love of the Lord Jesus in this community. Oh, you always just scare the bejesus out of me when you <laughs> no say pressure. that. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yikes. Yes. Well, you know, it has to be. And I, I was praying this week about some of the things that we we're going to talk about today. Uh, we have a really special week coming up. and in, in fact, a special month. There are so many things on our calendar. But it is the most exciting time, Cindy, that I have ever lived in my life. And I am 81 years old. Wow. Because I see God moving. And I know that good days are ours because of our trust and our belief in him. And, mm-hmm. Kathy, uh, you know, uh, as a young mother, I know that uh, you, your, your life is so different from mine, and my life is so different from Cindy's. So we really are a voice today of how God's legacy of love is strong enough in a nation or in a community to bring forth the good news that Jesus is our only role. And we are so glad to have Kathy has uh, had a a beautiful summer in D.C., but we've snagged her back, and she'll be joining (laughs) us on a a regular basis, and we are are thrilled Mm. about that. Kathy, you add a dimension to our conversation, like Evelyn said, that that uh, is is much needed. Now, ladies, before we get into the crux of things, you know, we're in this series, Jesus the Perfect One. We've been talking about spiritual legacy, and we started that in around the 4th of July, mm-hmm. Independence Day, leading up to November, no, no accident. 
there are surprises, though, along the way. We're going to talk about some of those surprises because, you know, we serve a God of surprise. That's one of the things that is delightful about serving Christ Jesus is that you can stay on that narrow path of his principles, and yet he's going to be doing something surprising all the time. And so here we are as we are into the fall, approaching a uh, a critical time both globally and nationally. Kathy and I are getting ready to take off and head up to Washington D.C. for a prayer journey. And uh, oh, we are looking forward to that. The prayer summons, the National Day of Prayer prayer summons up in Washington mm-hmm. D.C. That is going to be an amazing week. That first week in October, I'm really looking forward right. to that. So we'll we'll be up there together, and we've got our appointments. They so have all your appointments set. I. Uh, oh. <laughs> Okay, you know, God says man makes his plans and God directs his steps. And so there's <laughs> going to be a whole lot of steps that God's going to have to direct. No, the Enderbrock family does not have all their plans in well, order right me. now. Well, we're waiting to see if American Airlines keeps our flight. Oh, For oh. one thing, that'll be, we'll see about that. But the other thing is, is that I was supposed to set my appointment with Lamar Smith. Uh-huh. And I'm. Wrote, you know, I, I contacted the office and talked to them. They were so not interested. <laughs> As a matter of fact, told me that he was going to be out of the state. Well, so I, I wrote back to the person then, you know, on the board in charge of those meetings. <laughs> and an hour later, I had an appointment with Lamar Smith. Well, so, wow. it pays to know the right people. <laughs> in, well, see, Let's talk about our calendar, Evelyn, because I know yeah. you've got something coming up this week, Tuesday. Well, yes, and this is a really important week, not only in our nation, in our city, mm-hmm. but uh, in in the world, uh, as Israel uh, celebrates the 3450, 3450th anniversary of Yom Kippur. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know we are we are called by Jesus to pray for Israel, and so that's that's an important thing this week, and we'll talk about that a little bit today. But on Tuesday evening, I will be the lead speaker uh, for the. Um, Austin Research Pregnancy Center Fall uh, Fall Fantastic Festival, and it's really interesting that we have four speakers besides the main speaker from one from each generation. And of course, guess which one I am, Kathy. I'm the <laughs> oldest one. <laughs> And our theme this year is those who've gone before us. So what we're going to do is we're going to highlight how God has blessed us in relationships uh, from from where I am at 81 years old down to a, a young girl. And so that's going to be an exciting thing. But then apart from that, uh, we do have the National Day of Repentance, mm-hmm. uh, which is coming up next Saturday, which is uh, going to be a major, major event in this nation. Let's talk about that for a minute because, you know, Yom Kippur is September the 25th and 6th, sundown to sundown, the 25th to the 26th, and National Day of Repentance is the 26th. I think that's interesting. For those of you who may not be, you know, many of you will be steeped in understanding of that and and our uh, Christian roots in that. Uh, Many others of you will not have any understanding of that. Evelyn, let's talk about what are those commonalities on the Day of Repentance and Yom Kippur, and what's that about? And why why do we care? 
Well, we care because that's part of what we're going to be talking about for the next few weeks is covenant relationship. And, of course, that first covenant, as we introduced uh, just recently, was is with Adam and Eve as God made a covenant with them. And then as God called out Abraham, he made a covenant with Abraham. And God renewed it with each generation, and he wrote it in law with Moses. And so it... Yom Kippur is that time when the Jewish people come before God. It's right after the uh, uh, New Year's for them, mm-hmm. when they go before be God. And, and they clean out everything. You know, they, they clean, clean. Uh, and it's where you also clean your heart. And that's where we are in this nation, Cindy. That's what this National Day of Repentance is, is that we would come together and seek God for our cities, for our families, for our nation. And it's going to be a, a really um, powerful thing because churches will tag on to that for the next Sunday. And so this is a week of us looking back, like, you know, at those who've come before us, but also looking ahead to what the Lord Jesus has in store for us as we walk in covenant with him, as we walk in faith and in trust. Well, speaking of looking ahead, you and Kathy are going to be really involved in uh, October 27th in the Central Texas uh, Freedom Dinner. Let's share a little bit about how people can find out more about that, what that evening's going to look like. and Well, it is our annual event, and um, we're having it at the high, at Hyde Park High School Quarries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, Taco Bell, our friend Dirk Dozier and Ka- uh, um, Katie are going to be in charge of the food and all the arrangements and everything. It's going to be special. Thank you, Taco Bell. <laughs> Uh, but the important thing is it's our time to come together to say thank you to yeah. people like Kathy and her group who work so hard uh, leading their city uh, into the very presence of God on the National Day of Prayer, which is always that first Thursday in May. And to be able to let people know that this happens, and it is a very positive, purposeful thing, Uh not just a one-day event. NDP is not a one-day event. It is the daily discipline of praying for our leaders. And it is a time when we come together, have fun, but also do fun raising. And we raise the money for uh, Kathy and her group to have some media funds to, to do their newspaper advertising. And for the billboards, which you will be leading in that regard this year. I love the billboards. Well, I, you know, the thing that I love about this is everyone gets to come together for one day to impact an entire year mm-hmm. of prayer. Mm-hmm. And as we see more and more people and more and more communities coming out and coming together to pray on the National Day of Prayer, and Evelyn, as you said, throughout the year, this one uh, Freedom Dinner, as as the National Day of Prayer Task Force calls it, just helps um fund the billboards and the media to get out the word for National Day of Prayer to really encourage and and show people how and where they can come together. Evelyn's done a beautiful job on that oh, billboard and media thing, uh, you know, over the years. And it never fails when the billboards get up in the springtime. Of course, mm-hmm. we, like you said, we, we raise, we, we come together for fun with our friends 
to raise the funds for this, and then we wait until April, mm-hmm. and uh, then then my phone really rings. Because, <laughs> oh, I've got a oh, – I never fails. Uh, the businessman will call. I have a billboard. One of your billboards is over my business or a pastoral call. I can't believe that one of your billboards is, is right over my church. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so anyway, it is, it is a great – a visual mm-hmm. image of mm-hmm. Evelyn, your faithfulness. Well, but thank also you, Cindy. It's the, the work of all of us. I, right, but the ne- you're right. And in the necessity of prominently displaying mm-hmm. hope and presence, this is the saying of people of whose shoulders do we stand on? Who has gone before us? Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. are many mm-hmm. who've gone before us for whom it cost them everything to preserve the rights that you and I, we as a team, have come around Mm -hmm. together to say, not on my watch. Not on my watch. Well, Cindy, uh, how you, we would tell our friends they can be involved is they can go to uh, uh, ndpaustin.org and um, sign up for a table or tickets. Tickets are $25 uh, for a couple. Uh, or $200 for a table of eight. And, um, or if they're interested in providing uh, a dinner out or something for one of our auction items, we've got some really exciting things that go really, uh, you know, not always. Well, there are some items that I know people that come at my table, yeah. they come specifically for yeah. those <laughs> items. Oregon. Oregon, Oregon trip to Oregon Coast. Our Oregon. For Oregon. Our Oregon trip. Is. Or for the date night out, which is, and you have one. You have a night out in uh-huh. Georgetown. In that in our Georgetown. fishing trip. Oh, yeah. The hunting the birthday package oh, down the at, at the yes, at the, safari. Exotic ranch. At the TDS mm-hmm. game ranch. Yeah. Oh, that's a fun one. But e- if you don't want to go on the web, you can call us on the love line at 249-6535. And you can do that now and leave a message and I'll get back with you. But Cindy, this is a really important time for us because as we go into uh, the elections in the fall, uh, we will have a time to come together as believers who really trust God for the the heart and the soul of America. And we'll have those signs going up all over Austin again, praying for the heart of America. You're right, Evelyn. It's a time of uh, what do you believe and who do you trust? This is Love Talk on the Word. Good morning. I am Cindy Vonna. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word. That is 1490 AM True Talk Radio, reminding you that we're streaming live at klgo.net. And you can also catch up with us at lovetalknetwork.com. By the way, Kathy, I'll be posting your picks up on that. I've got to get to the webmaster. So My picks. You haven't picks. taken... 
pictures of me have you? <laughs> yeah. In the studio <laughs> this oh, morning. Oh, my pictures. That's oh, my right. goodness. She, Karin oh, McKinnon Photography oh, did yeah. the most amazing oh, job they, with me. Yeah. They are awesome. Yeah. Uh, I was jealous, but, you know, you and I would be. You know, because oh my she's gosh, the look at that skin! I know. I don't think we reintroduced Kathy. Let's reintroduce her. Well, with us today and with us regularly now is Kathy Indebrock, founder of Let's Pray Today Ministries. Mm-hmm. Do you, you want to say just a little bit about that, Kathy? What the passion and vision of that is? Um, you know, m- the passion of Let's Take Pray Today Ministries is to get uh, and teach women to start praying, to, to enter into this relationship with the Lord, this amazing relationship that it's not just about um, having their life blessed by God, but it is getting to know the one true God, growing in your relationship with him and living this amazing adventure that he has for you. So Let's Pray Today Ministries is all about um, helping women um, enter into um, and grow that relationship with the Lord through prayer. Well, we are privileged and honored for you to be with us. I just want to mention we didn't get all the way through our calendar. I just want to give people a heads up about November 11th, Veterans Day. You know, Randy Phillips of Phillips, Craig, and Dean, and also the senior pastor of uh, New Promise Land yeah, uh, West is having a um, concert and rally for the troops. And Mike Huckabee's going to be there. Larry Gatlin's going to be there. And uh, pastors and churches around the city are gathering. I know our friend Ryan Rush from Bannockburn is, you know, a big part of that. And we got to get our tickets. I did see a flyer online, so... Yes. It is over at Promised Land. So, I mean, the it, it's River not Bend. at Promised Land. It's, it's at River Bend. Bend. But the flyer was over on the Promised <laughs> Land site. Sorry, folks. But see if you can get in touch with them. Evelyn, we need to get some tickets in here to give away. Yeah, I'm going to do that this week, Cindy. Okay. Well, let's... We let's, have, you know, all of October. We can work on that one. Okay. Right. I've got, like... 35 pages here, the most complicated <laughs> material ever. You two better, about, Cindy? You better get your little uh, Jetson caps on. Well, if it's complicated, I hope you're not looking to me for too much help. I'll stick with the simple stuff, thanks. Well, we've been walking through and having this dialogue about, first of all, Jesus, the perfect one. And we've been talking about the perfect plan of God and the realization, the culmination, the fulfillment of that. And we've walked it out in depth in terms of the person of Christ Jesus. And then, like I had said in our opening segment, we did a uh, step back and said, well, what does this have to do with us today? You know, and so we thought, let's look at what it is to build a spiritual legacy, especially as the debate in this nation is, is where are we going and, and what is happening and so we've we've looked at at uh, we're walking through seven principles for leaving, building, living a legacy of life. And so we talked first about made in the image of God. Then we talked about made for life, made for love, made for family, made for the knowledge of God. And now we are talking about what it is to have. A pact with God, so to speak. Now, even that doesn't really capture the truth of it. Because we're going to come into a conversation of the difference between believing and trusting. Now, I don't know about you guys, but last night, my internet was a buzz. Mm. Uh And as we come into this week of atonement, 
and Yom Kippur, this 3,000-year-old covenant, 3,000-plus-year-old covenant of God with Israel, of, of the three major streams of religion, mm. Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, coming out of that period of history, even farther back than that, we are, we are, we stand at a time where what you believe is one thing and what you're trusting in is another. Mm-hmm. The, my emails from friends who are packing their bags and leaving Israel right now, getting their children mm-hmm. out of Israel is unprecedented. They have a troop movement going on in a way that, that many people say they have not seen in their lifetime. Even though they have been uh, constantly at war and in conflict and under duress, now they even themselves through testimonies are saying, this is a time we have not seen before. Even as Americans, I get the emails night after night after night saying, I think our country is at a place I have not been to before. Mm -hmm. So what does all that have to do with a pact with God and God's pact with us, how do we know what to trust and who to trust? And how do we know that he's going to be faithful to um, keep the covenant that he's made with us? And the reason that we know that he will be faithful is because he is a faithful God. And these covenants that he made, uh, we talk about the Abrahamic covenant God made that covenant. It was a unilateral covenant, which means Abraham had to do nothing to keep that covenant. God was saying, I will keep this covenant. I swear by myself that I will keep this covenant, which means it's a covenant that cannot be broken. Um, and looking at these these covenants, the, we talk about the covenant that God made with Noah, another unilateral, unconditional covenant And we are all the beneficiaries of that covenant. Every time we see the sign of the covenant, the rainbow in the sky, we can see that we are benefiting. God will never flood the earth again in response to wickedness as he did in the days of Noah. So when we look at these covenants, they are, we can look at a unilateral covenant or a bilateral covenant. Unilateral means it's coming from God. We do nothing to keep the covenant. A bilateral covenant means that both parties are responsible in some way to keep a covenant. And um, when we look at the Mosaic covenant, that was a bilateral covenant, which means the people had to keep the law. And then in response, God would bless them. So there was a condition on both parts. And so when we talk about Yom Kippur and repentance, it is the um, Hebrew nation, the Jewish people, keeping the law, um, entering into and keeping their side of that Mosaic covenant that um, they made with the Lord. You know, Evelyn, I, I I was going through some scriptures and it, and it is important for to me today for us to uh, visit this in such a way that in this society that has gotten so far away from uh, a handshake mm-hmm. or your name mm-hmm. being everything mm-hmm. and all that you have, we've gotten so far from that. Even the statistics. Um, tell a story that says we don't really know what 
it is to enter into a covenant. You might, we might could talk to people about a contract, but boy, even the court system is, is incredibly bogged down mm-hmm. with people who are saying, Hey, that didn't work out. And when you look at the statistics of marriage, which is supposed to be a covenant where we present ourselves before God, we're not just making a covenant to some guy that we're, you know, kind of thinking we got the hots for. We're, uh, sorry, God, we're, we're coming before God and saying this is an everlasting covenant through which the blessing of God will flow. But I, fi- I first, recognize that you've ordained the covenant of marriage and we come before you to honor that covenant. But I want us to talk about it in terms of trust. And so Galatians does a a great job of that. It says, is it not obvious to you that persons who put their trust in Christ, not persons who put their trust in the law, are like Abraham, children of faith it was all laid out beforehand in scripture that god would set things right with non-jews by faith scripture anticipated this in the promise to abraham Mm -hmm. all nations will be blessed by you then there's more in galatians but you do a great job of talking about what went on with adam and Eve, and what is that covenant, and what happened there? And I just want you to give us a quick one line before we go on break, is what we can expect when we come back. Well, I think most people think God kicked Adam and Eve out of the garden uh, to punish them, and I don't think that's true uh, because of what that real purpose for their being there was in the beginning. And one of the things that that the psalmist tells us is that for For God's merciful kindness is always great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. The truth that he established with Adam and Eve is that same truth that makes our lives so powerful today. Well, we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about, was it punishment or a way of escape? This is Love Talk on the Word. Good morning. I am Cindy Vanna. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the Word Studios, 1490 AM True Talk Radio, reminding you that we're streaming live at klgo.net. You can also catch up with the, the, the three amigos or amigas, uh, <laughs> los tres chicas at, uh, lovetalknetwork.com. Uh, we went out on our break and, and you just had, a, you know, less than 30 seconds to even talk about this first covenant that we have, this this first agreement with God, uh, where he, in the garden he's he's setting up the paradigm of, I want to have relationship with you, mm-hmm. and then trust was broken, and then fear set in, mm-hmm. doubt set in first, and then fear, and then in the minds of man from that time forward, as we were cast from the garden. Then in the minds of man from that time forward is, is God punishing us? Is he really there? Will he stand by us? Or was he giving us a way of escape? Mm. 
and working the plan of God. What is your perspective on that, Evelyn? Well, Cindy, it's not a punishment, and it's not a way of escape necessarily. It's a way of life. And the thing that is so interesting about the conversation that God had with Adam and Eve when they were in the garden, when they had lived with him and walked with him in direct relationship every afternoon, was because of the difference in evil and godliness. And the scriptures tell us very plainly that there were two trees in the garden. One was a tree of life, and the other one was a tree of choice. And we're still looking at a tree of choice today, Cindy. The tree of choice is a cross. But that tree of choice represented the Lord gave them free will to make some decisions about how they were going to live. And so when they chose to pick the fruit of rebellion from the tree of life, there was a confrontation between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it, and God said, let us, U.S., let us remove the tree of life, lest they eat of it. And what? Live forever. And so the, the result of their making that choice was that God fulfilled the plan that he had for them to have eternal life. And that plan was a tree. God took that promise that he, that he set in forth when he and, the, and his son and the Holy Spirit had the conversation and said, let us remove the tree transplanted that tree across that old covenant that that started with Abraham, that went through David, went through Moses, through, through the whole line of kings and placed it on the other side of the river of life, which was in the time that Jesus came in, in Revelation, that real life comes through bloodline and that bloodline was that jesus christ fulfilled what god said was required in the book of leviticus and the book of leviticus said that apart from the shedding of blood what there is no remission of sin and that's why they had the sacrifices come to the altar and in the next few weeks we're going to be talking about that a lot but the important thing is is that tree of life is the cross and as Jesus calls us to the cross, he said, every day, every day, pick up your cross and follow me. And so where we are in life today is we have these three major, major religions, Cindy, that are at odds with each other as to how you can have the abundant life. And as evangelical Christians and as Catholic Christians, as Coptic Christians, we may differ in denominational thought. But we do not differ in foundational thought, in covenant thought. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And so that's the covenant that began with Adam and Eve. And that we're going to follow through this series as we go through this series that we're talking about. Those that have come before us. Well, Kathy, you did a good job in um, our first segment of talking about the, this lineage of covenant that Evelyn just lined out through Adam, Noah, Abraham, David, Christ Jesus. And you talked about it being unilateral, bilateral, unconditional. Let's talk about the, the characteristics of the, the um, covenant with Abraham uh, and, and just introduce that because 
the word of God says that through Abraham, what? We will become a blessing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It also is the continuation, and that's why Evelyn's <clears throat> clarification of what took place in the garden is so important, is that we're not talking about covenant from a contractual, but from a promise. Mm-hmm. And e- all of these promises are covered under grace. Mm-hmm. And we want to talk about them like that. Well, and I, you know, it's interesting when we think of contracts, covenants, promises, we generally think of some benefit that both parties get to have. And, and, you know, I think what is so amazing is when the Lord entered into covenant with Abraham, uh, you know, I, I don't know a whole lot that the Lord got out of it. The Lord, but what he, the one thing that was on his heart that he wanted was a people for himself. What he wanted was relationship. Uh, he did not want to be the biggest king on the hill, the biggest god of the universe. I mean, he already was the one true yeah, god. Yeah, he was pretty secure yeah, in that. He, he was already <laughs> king of kings. He didn't kings. get rattled. That's right. So what he wanted was a relationship. And so when he made that covenant with um, Abraham, he made that with him, with himself, by himself. He right. was the keeper of that covenant. And so I know it's kind of difficult for us to understand in today's terms when we think of temporary yeah. contracts and, and temporary things. And while this works for me, I'll keep it. But when it ceases and to it's work reciprocal. for me. reciprocal. You know, I give yeah. you something, you give me something. But God's saying, I don't. I am going to do all of this for you, yeah. and um, it's a pretty amazing, pretty pretty amazing to look at and look back through the wording um, in Genesis of everything that he he did go through and work through with Abraham, and just how much he poured out over that nation. We're gonna- One of the promises, Cindy, that God made Abraham is his, "I will make you." Mm-hmm. I will make you the father of a great nation. Mm -hmm. And your heirs will be more than what? Mm -hmm. The sands on the seashore, the Mm -hmm. stars in the sky. And it was out of Abraham that has come these two different branches that we're going to be talking about in regard to how they perceive who was going to fulfill that promise that God made that he would send a savior. You're right about that. You know, I was looking at the scripture that says, I will bless those who, this is what God is saying to Abraham. I will bless those who bless you and him who curses you, I will curse. And by all the families of the earth and by you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Isn't that exciting, Sandy? You think (laughs) that out of Abraham, out of the Jewish line, God says through all of this, all of the nations will be blessed. How, how did that happen? Well, yeah, through, of course, the culmination of God's promise, the lineage that even the failed lineage of mm-hmm. Adam and Eve coming through Abraham, through the Davidic covenant, and to what you and I live in un, in and under, which is the new covenant of Christ mm-hmm. Jesus. You know, uh, one of the things that I love about this idea of covenant is this, I, this concept of God giving his word. You know, we just, it's just like, okay, somebody will give you their word and maybe they will and 
Maybe they won't. Yeah. And can you really trust them and to, you know, you want the lawyers to make everything so tight in the contract that there's no way for that person to get mm. out of it. You know, so you don't even trust it when they do sign their name to it. And even when we casually give our word to another, it's, well, I know what I mean. What do you mean? You know, and mm. what you perceive someone else means and, and your expectations of them. But, when God initiates a word, it is authentic. And when God founds a promise, it is sworn, like Kathy says, by himself alone. And how does he bring it to pass? Is it, is it so conditional that it requires that you, Kathy, be perfect, I be perfect, that we be faithful to God the, uh, the great thing about this was it was an unconditional covenant. It did not matter how many times Abraham fell on his <laughs> lad. Still, all the nations would be blessed through him. It did not matter how many bad moves that we that that Abraham would make, and we did see him make you know do oh, a yeah. couple oh, stumbles, yeah, well, right? So. The Lord never said, you know what, I have changed my mind. What was I thinking when I put forth this covenant with you? No, the Lord's covenant was from everlasting to everlasting like himself. That covenant would not be broken. And I know we only have a minute, but but here's where my, my mind's trying. I mean, who would have thought in 2012 as we sat here that Abraham and the word of the Lord would be at this central point of the conversation globally. Mm-hmm. Once again, we're entering into the week of Yom Kippur. We're entering into uh, looking at a country practice, not necessarily trust and believe, but practice mm-hmm. the uh, atonement, mm-hmm. the, the greatest of the holy days for them. Mm-hmm. And then we watch what is going on globally. We watch that Abraham, whom this promise was given thousands of years ago in this covenant. And this is why it's important to our dialogue today. Because who would have thought that we would visit again and again and again the promise of God being made real and relevant to you and I today? We're going to come back and we're going to talk more about what is it When God makes a promise, the difference between believing and trusting. This is Love Talk on the Word. Good morning, I am Cindy Vonna, love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word 1490 AM, True Talk Radio, reminding you that we're streaming live at klgo.net, and you can also catch up with us on lovetalknetwork.com. As we went on on break, we were, we were introducing, as we continue to talk about covenant, introducing the, the difference between, uh, the, 
grace, covenants of grace, which are, are the unconditional covenants of God that he establishes with us. And so often we see our, we, we ignore relationship too often and rely on religion. We, instead of looking at love, we fall back on law. And, uh, when we look at choice, we think it's dependent on our choice. And not his choice, <laughs> and uh, and that's where we get we get we stumble and get confused. And so we wanted to Evelyn talk about uh, Abraham in terms of grace, because through this lineage of covenant and what Kathy had lined out earlier about unconditional, unilateral, bilateral, under that is over that is this umbrella of grace, and we want to continue mm-hmm. to come back to that, but. What was the gift of grace that God was establishing for Abraham? What were those things that he was doing? Well, he made the promise. And in the New Testament, it says all of the promises of our Father are yes in Christ Jesus. And it's from Abraham, Cindy, that the line, the lineage, the legacy of Jesus came forth. The, you know, the prophets prophesied he was coming, told how he would come. But it came through, again, the blood line. And it is the blood that is the thing that, that is sacrificial. Well, speaking of the bloodline, then that's a perfect way for us to move over to what was really the Mosaic Law, mm-hmm. which is, you know, even law can be misunderstood. You know, in, in God's heart, it was to preserve a people. Mm-hmm. That would be known by him for them to be set apart such that the other nations would look and go, oh, my gosh, who is their God? That's right. And, you know, it's amazing what happened, what we see happen. And I think we have the same tendency today. They took these laws that Moses had put in front of them. And then we also see the, the Levitical law that came forward in it's You talked a lot about ceremonial type cleansing and such. And they put man's law on top of this law that they had given them. And and it all became about keeping the law. And it became this huge burden. Even Sabbath, which had been given to the people as a day of rest, became this tremendous burden. And we see later in Isaiah, the Lord is just uh, lamenting over this. And he says, you know, they come to worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is only about rules that have been taught to them by men. So the Lord, as you said, it was never meant to be about keeping the law. It was about a meant, it was about having a people that are set apart, that are, are a light to the nations of the world. Um, and uh, like Abraham, the blessing of Abraham that would be a blessing to all nations. And, um, I think we need to recognize that we are not, uh, it's not about the law. It's about relationship. And we begin to see that um, in the new covenant through Christ. Well, that's where we're really headed here. And this is this is a great time to bridge that. Although we could do this for a year, folks. I mean, this this idea <laughs> of bringing the concept of covenant into a new light and a new understanding that 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 really works on our mentality that works on our paradigm and our perceptions is key because this is relevant stuff for today even as we talked about this week of atonement i i sometimes and the lord uses those same dates over over mm-hmm. 
and over again. But Evelyn, let's talk about under this umbrella of grace, this idea of fulfillment of the covenant. What what does that mean? Who fulfills the covenant? What was the fulfillment of the covenant? Have we seen the fulfillment of the covenant? Will we see it, Cindy? That's the question America's asking today. You know, it is really interesting as we have, you know, uh, moved into this series we're doing on legacy, leaving a love legacy and following the heritage of God's love in our lives. And as we have as we've talked today about those who've gone before us, the one of the most important things that we need to get settled in our hearts and in our soul, in our mind today, is that Jesus is the fulfillment of what God himself promised, even to Adam and Eve. It is, he is the fulfillment, but he has not thrown Israel away. Mm. It is out of the lineage of Israel that Jesus came forth as a man and as God. It is paradoxical to me that having spoken the word, which we know that the word of God both is, was, and will be, that he speaks of that covenant to Abraham and says that he will, even though the people of Israel have chosen not to see the Messiah Mm -hmm. as having come Mm -hmm. and therefore have broken faith to some degree. This goes back to that unconditional covenant where, where God has, has fulfilled the new covenant for those who would believe in Christ Jesus and yet has not broken that covenant with Israel. Well, that's true, Cindy. And where are all the eyes of the world focused today or this week? It's on Israel. It's on Israel. And people don't know why. They don't know the history. They don't know the promise. Many of them do not. But what is it that is the blast on every email that we get, every news story that comes out practically? It is the condition of the world today in the era of in the era of terror Mm -hmm. and when we look at that cindy it it would rob us of our peace uh it gives us pain uh it brings forth terror in every corner of our world and it's all focused on israel and whether israel is going to bomb iran this week you know because they are they're so vulnerable that's what people are afraid of And they don't look at the hand of blessing that comes out of Israel. Because even with Ezekiel, and we've talked about this really often, Ezekiel, who was one of the prophets in in Israel, not Judah, but in Israel, and God spoke to him and told him, stop worrying. There is going to come a time that I'm going to take out the coldness of man's heart and put in a brand new heart. And, of course, he was referring to the coming of Jesus. And when Jesus came, he brought something, Cindy, that the world had never known before. It's called the gift, the gift of grace. And the scriptures tell us, for by grace are you saved through faith. It is a gift. You can't work for it. You can't fight for it. But it will come to you when you come to that point that you recognize grace is the answer. Well, Abraham, the word of God says, was justified by faith alone Mm -hmm. and not by works. 
Mm-hmm. And so bottom line is, is in Christianity, God has made a, a fulfilled the covenant to you and I. But what does he give us, Kathy? He gives us? Well, he gives us choice as to whether to enter into that covenant. And I love exactly where we started in the garden that the Lord gave Adam and Eve the choice. He told them, do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And he, but then he left them alone. He didn't put an angel mm-hmm. guarding the tree. He didn't put a big steel fence around the tree. <laughs> he gave them the choice to obey him and take him at his word or to choose differently. In Mosaic, in the Mosaic Covenant, we see the same thing. He gave the people a choice. And they chose. They said, yes, we will keep these words that you have given to us. And even we see later in Joshua, he reiterates that. He said, as for me and my house, Mm -hmm. we will serve the Lord. We will keep and follow and love his commands. And in the new covenant with Christ, God gives us a choice to enter into that covenant. You cannot enter into that covenant because your mom and dad had entered into it. You cannot enter into that covenant because the church you go to believes in it. You have to purposefully, individually choose to enter into that covenant with the Lord. Ellen, run through some of those reasons why we would, <laughs> the Lord woos us into that covenant. Well, you know, we we don't know where our provision is in America. We think it's in the White House or it's in the Congress or the Senate, but it's in God. And he is our protection and he's our peace. And it's not in Jack Daniels. It's not in the bar scene, Cindy, uh, or the new one. It's not in a pity party. America's in a pity party right now. We are pitiful because we have lost our focus on God. Uh, It's, it's sin blessing. It comes when we come to realize that he is our source. He is our strength. He is new life. And so grace, and it's called grace, and it's not empty, Cindy. It's sufficient for every need that you have. It's not stagnant. It will never run dry. It's not useless. What is it? It's a river of mercy. It's not death. It is giving while living, giving with living, as we give our lives to the Lord Jesus every day. And then it's not selfish. It is giving life unending. And that's what God's promise is. He challenged them. See to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. And Cindy, that has to be our prayer today. Well, we're about time to wrap up. If you uh, have questions about what we've said here today, of course, the audio portion of this program will be posted on Love Talk Network. But be sure and, uh, if we can pray with you for understanding or mostly just for relationship, the understanding of who Christ is. Betcha. Get a hold of us at 249 This has been Love Talk on the Word. <laughs>